Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 113. I'm your host, Brian, and I am wearing pants. Joining me this evening, Mac. I'm in shorts. I'm in shorts, too. I should, I should specify that I, I but my, my, my lower half is covered. That's all I wanted it. Ian. I am wearing the skins of my fallen enemies. Um, so, cotton plants are your enemies? I guess so. Oh, maybe a maybe a polyester tree? Did you kill a polyester tree? Brutally. <laughs> Terry is joining us this evening. Wearing boxer shorts. Oh, bo- just boxer shorts? Dude, come on, tell. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a trick question. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. No, Ooh. not just boxer shorts. No, not, not just, just boxer shorts. Okay. And, of course, the dumbass himself. You know, I think I've been doing it wrong this whole time. I always thought that I was supposed to be a nacho man. <laughs> you are way how, too many miles north for that. Yeah. How is everybody? Yeah. How is everybody doing this evening? Doing great. Doing pretty good. Doing all right. Uh, it's a couple of things. I have a shout out to Atheists on Air. They covered one of my Velletry articles on episode 56 about fecal transplantation. So if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. Thanks, guys. And then I'm doing a charity bike ride for Tour de Cure Colorado to raise money for the American Diabetes Association. It'll be a metric century, which is um, 100 kilometers, about 62 miles, on August 16th. And I'm, I'm trying to raise $200. So there's a link in the show notes if you want to give 5 or 10 bucks towards that. That would help a ton. Uh, Cecil and Tom promoted the ride and mentioned Amateur Skeptics on the Cognitive Dissonance episode 162. So thanks for that, guys. Very good. Well, on that, I will promote Turin Tales. Um, if you call a few months back, I was promoting another um, Kickstarter campaign for Jay. That one I was not involved with at all. But Jay is a friend of mine, and um, this time I will straight out say I am involved with. I will have two stories in this anthology, so I definitely would love to see the Kickstarter um, happen. No matter what the anthology will come out, it just if the Kickstarter happens, he'll be able to get it out sooner. I, I'm all for it since, like I said, I have two stories in it. Check it out. He has some amusing prizes, rewards if you contribute, including your name can be turned into a main character for the for volume two when it gets put together. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Can we talk about the World Cup? Should we talk about that? Yeah, we can absolutely talk about the World Cup. So yeah, are we talking this... about the World Cup in the masturbation segment? <laughs> yeah, is I it am. a masturbating World Cup? <laughs> it's soccer. And what happens is very fit soccer players shed their jerseys at the end of the game and they're ripped and cut and they're sweaty and they're beautiful. So um, during this World Cup season, the internet seems to be exploding with fawning images of the players. See, male soccer players rip their jerseys off after a game and nearly all of them look glorious. Soccer is colloquially referred to as the beautiful game because the players are so fit. Amanda Hess wrote an article about this for Slate, which explains why it's okay for women and gay men to objectify the players, but not okay for people to objectify women athletes. So I have a quote from the article. On first, uncomfortably lingering glance, it appears that we've swapped one sexual double standard for another, but the trade-off isn't actually so clear-cut. We know that commenting on women's bodies is fraught in a way that, that content appreciating male assets isn't. 
says BuzzFeed Deputy Editor-in-Chief Shania Hilton. No one assumes that a male athlete is only noteworthy because of the way he looks, which, as an aside, is often what happens with women. They're objectified for their physique rather than for anything else they're doing, whether they're athletes or academics or whatever. It's always about how fuckable we are. Yeah, so, so I take from that that it's okay to objectify people, just not make their physical appearance the only thing. Well, I like the way this the end of that paragraph in the article said something like, um, when it comes to coverage of male soccer, so she's saying that the, the coverage has a lot of soccer-related, sports-related content, but appreciating how the guys look is just kind of the icing on the cake. That's like the last, you know, it's the game, and it's the score, and it's how well they play and all of that. Oh, and they look amazing. Wait so, a minute, now I'm confused. Also- it's also who have they bitten lately? I know. Now I'm confused. Is there actually supposed to be something that makes soccer interesting? Besides <laughs> <laughs> how the guys look. <laughs> I've never seen a picture of your body, so I, I'm I'm not sure how to judge how how much I should take you seriously. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> So uh, one question I had about this, uh, because I am thoroughly enjoying the World Cup season, but one question I had is I also tucked in a link to an Instagram page that's just these beefcake shots of these players. And they, they do. They look amazing. But I kind of worry that even though I appreciate how they look and I enjoy it, I'm wondering if that body shames men who don't look like that. And I'm wondering, in keeping with the content of our podcast tonight, do men with other physiques who don't fit that stereotype, are they still real men? I, I'm, I want to say, though, I, I think there is so much body shaming that goes on towards women that I think men can absorb a little. So, yeah, so, I yeah, tend to that, agree. That, that's that's kind of true, although I, I think, you know, um, just body shaming in general, we, we should say is bad, not whether whether it happens towards a man or a woman. I mean... So where's you know, making, the line? Making, making anybody feel bad about the uh, about their body is just don't do it. You know. Well, you know, to be honest, it's not hard to have the body that you want. You've just got to want a shitty body. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to get into shape, and the shape I've chosen is a triangle. I, I have to say, I have to, I have to attribute that to Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, like this Instagram site, um, it, I'm wondering where the line of demarcation is, though. Like, if I if I look at that and if I post it and if my girlfriends and I, you know, get the vapors over it, is it implying that we don't like men of other physiques? Or, you know what I mean? I, I don't know where it, the line is. Where does it become it, body shaming? I don't know if it's necessarily saying about you. I, I don't know if it's necessarily saying that you don't, but it does kind of give men that you make this reference in front of the impression it, it's it's like men saying they like supermodels right it's it creates a false expectation sure yeah well you know this, this might be the the point to bring up something that i've kind of thought about a lot is uh, like the perception of beauty and I, I think i'm kind of different from a lot of other people in that i kind of don't understand how people people have like a one to ten scale of how they rate people on attractiveness and I don't get that compulsion because it's it's kind of like either I'm attracted to somebody or I'm not I mean like there are certain things certain physical aspects that I like more than others but there's not a huge gulf between any two people I find attractive and I'm not I'm not disgusted by people I don't find attractive that's a really good point because a lot of women who don't fit that supermodel mold have the impression that men are disgusted by them because they aren't that perfect. They don't check all the boxes. They're not that yeah, perfect. You know what? 
and that that's an interesting too. Uh, I think that there's a misconception there as far as body types are concerned. You know, when um, I think this is a Slate article too, where they where they talk about um, that that they, they do look at two two body types essentially, right? Which of course there's there's many more, but they look at a supermodel body type and they look at a um, um, like a um, Playboy bunny supermodel type or, or Playboy bunny body type. Okay. And, and and in the article, they said that the men liked that the the, the you know the, the the more hips and the more breasts, yeah. and that's what men were looking for. That women are looking at the supermodel supermodel body type, yeah, right? So like, I remember Kate Moss when she was big. I kept looking at her, going, "My God, give that girl some food." She's she was never scary. big. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I'm just yeah, kidding. When she was hugely popular, I was completely lost as to how that was attractive because it looked sickly to me. It looked like she was suffering from something. You know, it's like if she's going through famine. That's not an attractive thing to me. Well, uh, let's not let's be careful too not to uh, shame women who I'm, have no. naturally thin body types. Right. No, no, and that that's I guess that that's not my intention at all. My intention right. is to, to bring up that there is a there is a difference here between what. Um, women are looking for in a body type and what men are looking for in a body type. And when, when it comes to a woman's body type, right? Supermodels, I mean, the, those people are trying to sell clothes to other women. Right. I mean, so, yeah. so a lot of this stuff is, is not about, is not about men. Um, when it comes to supermodels, we, we may or may not find them attractive, but we're not their target audience. Other women are. And that's sure. actually kind of scary because, you know, that, that gets them into shaming their own bodies. Well, yeah. there's no doubt that, that there's a lot of body shaming going on there. And even when you look at like you, the Playboy bunnies, right? I mean, they, they're looking to have a certain body type as well. I mean, either, either way you look at it, we're creating a problem. You know, when you consider that Playboy's images are largely enhanced by airbrushing. Yeah, well, I mean, th- th- this article didn't even touch that. Um, yeah. And, I, and I'll have to find that article because it or was pretty it. interesting. Yeah, or retouching. Yeah, so I'll have to, we'll have to retouch that article. Well, and one <laughs> thing I just want to mention before we move on, um, there's research, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's more about women applying for jobs and not asking for promotions. But I think it's related. Let's say there's a job opening and you have to have four years of experience. A woman with like three and three quarters years often won't apply because she doesn't feel like she's qualified. She doesn't check the, all of the boxes on the qualifications. Whereas a guy with like two years of experience would like be, oh yeah, I'm totally applying and I can learn as I go and like selling that. So it's kind of a different mindset. Yeah, I, and I regarding our how we think about ourselves physically and how we think about how how we look or whatever, the um, shaming ourselves, I think women tend to, if we don't check all the arbitrary boxes that we think everyone else is checking, we don't, you know, instead of kind of seeing the overall picture, we focus in on the things we don't quite meet. Like if we have wrinkles or if we have gray hair, if we have a little, you know, postpartum, you know, yeah. waistline or whatever. And, and that's when you trade in your wife for a new younger model. Exactly. That's when I go after the soccer player who's half my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also a level of like um, moral judgment on people who uh, are can uh, have ex- excess weight. I've I've had uh, talked with people online and, they, and they'll be saying, oh, I, I think just think fat people are disgusting. And it's like you wouldn't say that kind of thing about somebody who has a birth defect. No, of course not. Have you guys seen the Louis C.K. Fat episode that yes. came out? This year? Oh my God! Yes, I have. It's spectacular. I, here's, I mean, here's the problem with that episode is I'm I'm watching it and and that the woman that who was the fat girl on there. I mean, and, okay, sure, she she was fat, but she was pretty attractive. I mean, and she was I, funny and self-aware and, and bright. I, I thought that she was beautiful. I, I the point of the episode was was 
basically that you know i mean she got mad at louis when louis wouldn't say that she was fat I mean, you know, and there's this huge discussion that happens after that. And then she goes on yeah. to what, what, you know, what, just basically what, what any woman kind of really wants. He wouldn't say she was fat and he wouldn't date her, right? Because she was fat, but he wouldn't admit well, it. Well, there was, that was probably going on as well, right? Um, well, no, okay, not probably. Absolutely. He, he, he wouldn't date her because, and because he was, because she was fat. But more than that, when she, when she said, yeah, I'm, I'm fat, he was like, oh, no, uh, you know, and yeah, tried fat. to, you're not fat. <laughs> and she's like, no, oh, Louis, come on. I, you know, I thought you were better than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great episode and it kind of gets into what some of the stuff that we're going into here. Yeah. And, and you know, I guess, uh, I guess I should say, you know, like if you, if you're not attracted to somebody because they're fat, I, I think that's okay. I mean, you can't help who you're attracted to and who you're not attracted to. No, I agree with that as well. Yeah, I but think you that, still have to be decent to everyone. Yeah, that's exactly. That's no, don't be a dick about it. Right. Yeah, just yeah. because you don't find somebody attractive doesn't doesn't mean that you have the right to uh, to, to treat them badly. And I think that's where the problem right. comes in. You know, I actually I found myself I was watching I I go over and visit with my parents, and one of the things that they usually watch are game shows. And I found myself thinking watching. Um, watching this person on a game show who was doing badly, I found myself thinking because she was heavy, she was not very smart. And then I thought, and I'm heavy and I'm very smart. So what the hell am I thinking? Well, you've just been acculturated. Yeah. So one of the, one of those two things you were thinking must be wrong. So either, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> either the fact that you're heavy makes you not very smart and you have to rethink that or. It, it is kind of interesting though, having those kinds of thoughts. It, it it goes back to what Sam Harris was talking about when he was talking about free will and how that that's one of the one, the one of the things he would use to show you that the idea of free will is flawed and and that you can't control your thoughts that was that was kind of interesting about what he was saying and so when you saw that and you had those thoughts you couldn't control those initial thoughts no. but then you were able to objectively look at them afterwards okay what the fuck am i thinking but you yeah. could not control the fact that you thought those things right and so, and so back to dumbass's point, you, we, there's certain things that we can't control. We can't control maybe who we're attractive to. We can't necessarily control the, the, the thoughts that we have, but it does seem like we can control the ones that come out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. yeah. So is there Are a you... body type that's indicative of real men? Retrosexual. Retrosexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if people haven't figured out yet, um, kind of our theme for this podcast is the real men. And in the most scientific way possible to determine that, we have determined that real men listen to our podcast. Yes. Yes. So real if, men. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a real man. I don't care what sex you are. You <laughs> and by to the way, podcast, all the men, of the, the, the men of this podcast are dressed up as a uh, policeman, an Indian, a construction <laughs> It's up to the audience to guess which one is which. I want to be the Native American. <laughs> I, want to appropriate I, that I do have to. Uh, I do have to point out that the last podcast didn't really have enough power, so I rewired it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and this is as scientific as anything you will ever hear someone say. Real men do is you know what I I just said. Real men. Real men, manly men doing manly things. You've just killed a small animal. It's time for a light beer. <laughs> so I'm on Tim Allen and you're on Robin Williams. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but both work. Which one's manlier? Robin Williams is hairy. Hair is manly. Boom. Done. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's silverbacks at my pool who are pretty hairy that I don't. 
Well, see, I don't know now. I don't want to tell you that. I was about to body shame the silverbacks. If they, if they don't wax their chest hair, they're probably real men. Uh, I, I have a very hairy chest. A very hairy chest. I think that's proof that I am a really manly man. Well, you know, you're in Canada. Don't you have to do like six years of duty as a lumberjack before you can take any other career? It's a fact. See, there we go. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, dumbass the Mountie. I love it. <laughs> I love Mounties. Mounties oh. are real men. Mounties are Mounties. real men. There you go. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've got just a bit off tonight. <laughs> a bit off more than we can chew. How about George Takei? There's a manly man. <laughs> Takei. George Takei. Takei. Yes. Takei. Big men. Manly men doing manly things. You've just killed a small animal. It's time for a light beer. <laughs> okay, onwards. Okay, onwards. Here, get, you can give me a pronunciation on Tim. What is this? Hool's Camp? That's how Hool's I would camp? say it. Yes, Hool's, Hool's camp? camp. Okay. Says real men oppose marriage equality. Protect your woman. So, Representative uh, Tim Halskamp uh, is chief sponsor for the female marriage, federal. a federal marriage amendment. So he's created a he has created a, a an amendment. I guess I guess to our uh, to our federal constitution. I, I assume that will define marriage between a man and a woman. I have not read his amendment. And he says, of course, real men oppose marriage equality. I, I look at him and I think that guy looks like a slightly less masculine version of Tim Robbins. <laughs> okay. He says, be a real man of God about this in your wife and your children. Be Wait. This is about your wife and your children. Oh, this is about your wife and children. He says... Wow. I mean, I, 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 I didn't see anything in the way of actual facts here. Um, and I doubt there is any in his argument because I'm not sure wh- um, how gays getting married will affect my wife or my children or any of that. Um, I, I, I don't see anything in here of a real argument. It's almost just, yes, this is, you know, what, he's sex just, marriage. he's basically appealing to buzzwords and fear. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Let, let's move on to, to Mike Huckabee. Will hurt your family, and that's yes, it. Right. Let's talk. Let, let's move on to Mike Huckabee because Mike Huckabee has. I think that he has some a little bit more substance to work with. In his little clip, um, he talks about, um, and I think the I got all these from Right Wing Watch. Uh, he talks about a judge in Arkansas who who he claims redefined marriage against the people's will, and and he did this uh, late on a Friday when it couldn't be objected to, and then so over the weekend um, they were giving out marriage licenses to to same sex couples. How did a judge? He's he's claiming that a judge wrote a law, and that's not what judges do. They do they well, do create something. There, yeah, so there was something in a court that he. And, and, and I don't know the facts of uh, of the particular incident. I just know what Mike Huckabee had to say. That one man, one judge, one local judge. So it's not a federal judge; it's a local judge who did this. So I, I don't. I, and, and I guess I should find out more about uh, more about the particulars of what the what the judge said. But it's it's kind of not important to to the rest of this. So this judge did this. We, we, we can take that for what it's worth, right? And maybe he's right about the fact that the judge did it late on a Friday. So they had all weekend to hand out marriage licenses. But it, Mike Huckabee goes on to, to tell us that um, this country wouldn't exist, exist if it wasn't for the providential hand of God. Mm, I'm going to have a hard time with that one. 
Well, oh, okay. What I find right. amusing is he's comparing what the judge did to everything that Hitler did in Germany being legal. Yeah, he Godwin's it. It's so funny. And we have to fight against this law because somehow this law that actually gives people rights is linked to laws that actually took away other people's rights. What is he saying? That gay marriage is going to cause Christians to be put in concentration camps? I've heard <sighs> claims to almost that level by many Christians. And it's like, wait a okay. moment, I'm confused but, here. But then, he, then he says this. He says that all branches of government are there to tell, are not there to tell you what you cannot do, but to guarantee you the freedoms you ought to have. As a Christian male, yes. Uh, well, exactly. agree with as a straight, cisgender Christian. As, as long as you agree with his moral uh, values. His right, God. but he, is that he, in one sentence he, he's, he, he's advocating taking something away from other people, and then in the other ones he's saying that government isn't there to tell you what you cannot do. That, that's the biggest contradiction within this whole argument the conservatives keep having. It's a huge hypocrisy, isn't it? Yes. Well, well, that, well that's the thing. They, they always say that they Small don't government. want they want the government to get out of your lives, unless it's uh, something that uh, they think the government should be in your lives about. Right. Yeah. Wait, I would interpret what he's saying to me, and this is, you know, so government isn't there to tell same-sex couples that they cannot marry, but rather to protect their freedom to marry. Yeah, that's what the second part sounds like. Well, if you look at just about all the quotes in this one article you have, it's uh, they're almost all saying the exact same thing. Like what you're saying, they're saying that they're comparing this to laws that took, you know, slavery laws saying, oh, you know, this is just like these laws that kept slavery legal and Abraham Lincoln fought against those. And every, everything they mention that they're related to is an, a law almost just the opposite to what this is. You know, okay. This ruling gives people freedom, but they're comparing it to all these laws and stuff that took away people's freedom. Exactly. Well, that's, that's the like, thing, right? Yeah. It's, every, it's every one they are playing victim, and, and they are pretending that somehow legalizing gay marriage harms their straight marriage, but they have never shown any evidence for that whatsoever. The next part of this is even is just as interesting, and particularly because of what what um, Senator um, Tim um, wants to wants to propose. Right, he wants to propose an amendment to the Constitution that will define marriage between a man and a woman. But Mike Huckabee says this: Bill of Rights doesn't doesn't tell you what you can't do; it tells government what they cannot do. So why would you add an amendment to that Constitution saying marriage is between a man and a woman? Great. So be, so a gay or so a same-sex government can't get married. But that doesn't say anything about the people because the Bill of Rights doesn't tell me what I can't do, right? Rick Santorum's one. If marriage is simply a romantic relationship between two people, then anyone should be able to get married. Yes, well, true that. Anybody of legal, let's let's specify anybody yes, of legal, legal age, legal because sorry, because sorry. it's it's one of the it's one of the rock core basic uh, contract law that uh, the two the two people involved in the law must be able to come to right. a, an understanding on a mental level, and you that you can't have with young children. So so let's change that to two consenting adults. Yes. Right. Anyone should be able to get married. I'm still like, yes. right, okay. Um, Reason Representative Tim Halkamp said about that. He says, if you if you define something to mean anything, then it ultimately means nothing. <laughs> and speaking about marriage so, equality, the argument that he was trying to make is that we are saying that marriage can be, what, anything. So it means nothing. Okay, when, so. That's really not what we're saying. So what he's saying is that that same-sex marriage will devalue marriage. This when will allow what they really this, want is for divorce to do that. 
this is going to allow any monkey to marry is, is ultimately what's going to happen here. Oh, oh they've, they've tried to link it to incest and bestiality already. And everyone's like, no, it's not quite the same thing there, buddy. But it's yeah, all about yeah. consent, like dumbass was saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. That, that's the reason you can't have a marriage to a duck. You know, <laughs> it's like the duck can't consent to a contract. Neither can a minor. <laughs> but Mike Huckabee isn't done yet. He says, enough of you restricting us. Well, wait. So, so restricting, <laughs> like telling same-sex couples they can't marry? Enough of government restricting us. Yes, he's absolutely right. I think I can get behind Mike Huckabee on this one. Right? <laughs> any, any, anybody else think that uh, Mike Huckabee is on the right path here? Yep. Well, you know, I the, think the thing that Mike Huckabee is doing the same thing as Hill's Camp is, which is, is that he's basically going off and trying to incite people through buzzwords and fear. Now, Brian, the problem is if Mike Huckabee stopped talking there, he might actually sound brilliant. But he makes a huge mistake of keep talking. Yeah, exactly. He keeps talking. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're right. I have more quotes. The but more then he, he speaks, the less he says. Yes, he, he has enough. He, he's had enough of government um, uh, redefining our institutions, like I and like making corporations people. Why? What is they? <laughs> Redefining our institutions. Yeah, can Hobby Lobby get same-sex married? Because we need to shut that down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we get get same-sex married to what? To, to Michaels? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, no, no. another Hobby store. Michaels is yeah. <laughs> No, it'd it have to hook up with Chick-fil-A, I think. Oh, there you go. You know what? This is going to completely redefine, you know, when kids say, well, if you if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? Because <laughs> now you're going to be able to do just that. So Mike Huckabee continues to talk. But th- and this is where all these things that he says kind of we're, – we're going to um, to make them null and void. Let's see. We are under no obligation to, to defy God and obey you. Now, he's talking about government when he says this. And this is where I think Mike jumps the shark. So, so basically, it's more important to obey God's law, of course, than than than, than human law, than, than oh, he, government. He doesn't respect the Constitution because no one in the Constitution, Bill of Rights, or anything does it actually say anything close to that. No one, not nowhere near close to right, that. So, so I, I thought he, you know, was you know big on the Constitution, but apparently not. Okay, no. go on. And he says, and then he says, we are under uh, we are under an obligation to obey God. Or to obey God's law, which to me sounds like Sharia law. Right. Well, no, no, no. No, no. It's not Allah, Brian. It's his God. Yeah. Oh, right. So it's Christian Sharia law. Christian. Christian God. Christian Jesus, law. Jesus of the Bible. No, the only problem with the idea of Sharia law is it's not their religion. The, the okay. concept of saying, yeah, you have to follow my religion as above man-made laws, they, they're all for it. They love that. But it's exactly. as long so, as it's their religion. So they are all for religious law, which which is what a Sharia law is, but they want to have a Christian version. Yes. Yeah, and that's exactly what they're saying here. So so you you can disobey any law that our government puts down if it if it doesn't if it goes against your 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 religious law. So he's actually being kind of uh kind of ecumenical and embracing embracing Islam. It's actually pretty progressive. <laughs> I was thinking that he's actually more consistent when we think because he's cherry picking the Constitution and the Bible <laughs> <laughs> and and Islam. Nice. And Islam. Yeah. It's he, Islam. He likes oh. the parts that he likes. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, it, it is necessary to defy an institution that is out of control, and of course, and like, and that's where I, you know, Mike, Mike, of course, here is cherry picking. Um, you know, because he just talked about defending. I mean, he he. I, I bet you he he would defend the Hobby Lobby. 
ruling, right? While saying, while 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 the other ruling that says that you know, um, same-sex couples can marry. So he, I mean, so because one would one would follow God's law and one would not. So one can be ignored and one cannot. Right. And then he goes on. I mean, he he just keeps going on about how. Uh, he talked about how the National Institution for Marriage been under attack by another criminal organization, and, and this one's funny because everybody hates this this organization or this government organization. Any idea who they are? IRS. The IRS. Exactly. The IRS. Everybody. I mean, you can say anything bad about the IRS, and uh, and any crowd anywhere is, is going to love believe it. it. Well, not, the IRS I don't are know. child molesters. There you go. See <laughs> those bastards. So, so nobody's going to challenge me on that? No. <laughs> and if then, you've, then gotta, you've heard it here first. It's a fact. It's How better you, if you call it Barack Obama's IRS though, or something oh, like that. Yes, Barack Obama's <laughs> IRS is a bunch of child ministers. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, they, so the things we've been looking at here, they've kind of been trying to stray away from actually directly fingering Obama. Well, in the um, Huckabee has right, but he, but he's, but other others have not. Um, well, this, but, the next article though that you had in there, let when me, we talk. Let me finish my final. I have one more quote. Okay. I have one more gem from Mike Huckabee, if you will. There are two types of laws: just and unjust. Don't worry, Huckabee. Mike Huckabee is going to tell us how we can tell the difference. Any any idea, you know, uh, of how he thinks that, that we're going to know? Just laws I'm are the ones forward that on my hand. White Christian males. <laughs> just law. A just law is one that squares with God's moral law. Right. So slavery well, laws were just. Hey, wait a second. My God says that uh, only men should marry only men, and only women should marry only women, and we're going to solve the overpopulation problem by doing that. So let me be more specific. This is what Mike Huckabee's. God says that's ah. the law, right? So God says that that humans were placed here to serve their feathered masters. <laughs> Huckabee's God is the God that agrees with everything in Mike Huckabee's head. Is it that God? <laughs> that sounds like it. So, where's the law against creating graven images? Oh, that's well. Wait, that's it. That's First Testament stuff. That's probably Deuteronomy. That's in the that's in the Tenth Commandments. Yeah, but why, why doesn't the U.S. have a law about that? Uh, well, because then you couldn't have the fake patriotism of um, worshiping the flag. America, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but those ten commandments um, come from 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 the first testament. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's several, there there are, I think two sets of ten commandments. We only we only generally give give homage to one of them. There there. Well, but I, my, my understanding is technically there's hundreds and hundreds of commandments throughout the Bible. Well, yeah. So Actually, Deuteronomy has the, seven. They, the correct they, story, and this comes directly from Mel Brooks, is there were fifteen, <laughs> and one of the tablets got dropped. <laughs> that comes from Mel Brooks, and he would know. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so so certainly... one of one of the commandments is uh, "Thou shalt have no other gods before me." Right? So yes, shouldn't, yes. shouldn't you guys be outlawing all other religions? Well, that's what they're trying to do. They are working on that. Yes, except the parts of Islam that Mike Huckabee likes. I heard somebody. I, I you guys know who the Dominionists are, right? They're they're a very heard of uh, them. Extremely fundamentalist sect of Christianity who, um, I'm pretty sure that Rick Perry and Michelle Bachman for sure are members of. And then, but somebody recently was saying that they thought like, like the five men on the Supreme Court that, you know, always vote conservative were also dominionists. And I don't know if that that's true or not. I think, is it Anthony Kennedy? Kennedy? No. No, it's not Kennedy. It's, oh, who's the one who just recently talked about how he believed in the devil and everything? Scalia. 
Scalia. I think that he probably is a Dominionist. I think that I, but I don't know for sure. But you know, they, it, but he was trying to say they all were, and I, I don't it know. sounds like somebody wants to say they all are because they always vote conservative. Well, exactly. You know, Roberts. Roberts is he'll swing depending on you know how the wind is blowing. <laughs> but it, it sounds like basically something. It sounds like something to smear somebody with. Well, so. I, a lot of this stuff is something to smear somebody with. I mean, whenever yeah. you say real men do this, is usually a smear on somebody. Yeah. So are real uh, men not gay? Is that where we're? Is that what the conclusion I, we're supposed I, to draw? I think that uh, that many people would say that. I think men. I think many would say that real men are are police officers or construction workers or or Indian chiefs or soldiers. <laughs> or what was the fifth one? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody can think of the. Was there a doctor? Was there a doctor or something in there? No, it wasn't a doctor. I, I don't. I now I've got to find out. I have Dang to find it. out. We have to yeah. look it up. Was it anyone of sleepy, happy, dopey, grumpy, sneezy? No, that's something else. No, those were the uh, those were the dwarves in the Hobbit. Okay. Oh, cowboy, biker, construction worker, soldier, police officer, Indian chief. I'm from Wyoming. How could I forget cowboy? For Pete's sake, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this uh, this Stephanie Miller and uh, Carly Fiorina. I actually found this because after the Mike Huckabee piece played, it automatically started this one from the raw. So this is um, the video is from the raw story. The particular article that we're reading from is Crooks and Liars, and it says Stephanie Miller smacks down Flora. Uh, your medieval Fiorina. history, Fiorina, Fiorina. Fiorina, yes. Uh, your medieval history degree is handy defending GOP. So Carly Fiorina was talking about how uh, she is sick. Um, see, she says a lot of women, including me, are sick of the war on women, which it, and she doesn't quite mean that the way that you might think. We saw it in spades on Monday after the Hobby Lobby case. Somehow, this is the long arm of business and Republican Party reaching into the body of women. It's ridiculous. You're right. That is great imagery. Uh, this That's war amazing on women imi- is uh, imagery. This war on women is baseless, shameless propaganda. Is shameless, baseless propaganda. There is no fact to it, and it works because it scares women to death. Enough is enough. What's confusing to me is that uh, she seems to be arguing that access to contraception is equal to a war on women. Is that um, what she's? No, the, I don't no, understand. The, the denial of it. Um, they're they're saying, well, I, I don't know, because basically, yeah, that denying women. Well, I guess she she's thinks saying, women should be denied access. Yeah, she, she thinks, thinks they should fine. be denied access. I, yeah, I, I think so. what she's saying is that. That saying there is a war on women is baseless propaganda. Yes, that's, I think that's what she's saying. But here's the thing so, is that I, I think that we've seen this in spades from the Republican Party that there is, that, that they are, they are definitely, I mean, because the, the hypocrisy, particularly from the Hobby Lobby case, that they, they are only, they are only upset that they have to provide contraception. To women, and the, and she says, and she's constantly saying for free, but we are paying up the nose for this health care. Yeah, it's not free. Well, what gets to me is all these people that are saying there is no war on women, you know, and are trying to 
fight this, uh, you know, against providing birth control. They're all saying that the only reason women need it is for to be promiscuous. We're saying they're all slut, so we're into slut shaming. But there's no war on women, even though we're slut shaming them for um, winning right, birth but, control. And but not denying women. men access to Viagra. Or vasectomies. or vasectomies, or vasectomies, or right. vasectomies. So, so they're yeah. not, so they're not in any way talking about men's behaviors here. They're only, ups- they're not upset about having to, about having to um, provide coverage for vasectomies or Viagra or, or those kinds of sexual things that men need. But then they want to tell us that sex is only for procreation. But then they're, but they, yet they're cov- but they don't have a problem with covering Viagra. I, I'm sorry, if it's just for procreation, by the time you need Viagra, you're probably not procreating anymore. Right. Well, if you're going to cover a vasectomy, that's not procreation. And, and that's anti-procreation. Right. Uh, you know, that, that, yeah, that's that promotes promiscuous behavior. Among the men, which we don't <laughs> care about because it's because real men are promiscuous. Maybe that's it. They are, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's okay for men to sleep around, but not for women. You know, first of all, I, I do have to say I think Hobby Lobby is a private corporation. No, no, they're a person. Hmm? Yeah, they're a person. Uh, right, they're a person. But Hobby Lobby <laughs> is a private corporation, and as a private corporation, they should be able to make some decisions. Second thing is I think people need to stop picking on Hobby Lobby simply because if we – without corporations like Hobby Lobby, you'll have retired Chick-fil-A employees flooding the market in other jobs. Well, you know, and, uh, I, think, I think there's something something to be said for that in that – Really, we shouldn't be forcing uh, your, the corporations to pay for the health care in the first place. I mean, this is all a result of – You're in a, Canada. You have you already have um, universal You, you don't even have a dog you... in this fight, don't you? <laughs> all right. Let him talk. Yeah, but I do, have thought, I do have thoughts about it. Geez. <laughs> all right. Let's hear your oh, thoughts. I... <laughs> Uh-huh. I think it's kind of a screwed up situation that you guys are making uh, companies pay for uh, employees' uh, health insurance like that. It it should be the job of the government. Oh, thank you. You know, you should. This is one place where the Canadians should totally be shitting on us. Well, the Canadian middle class is supposedly in much better shape than the American middle class right now. So, so is there a way to um, leverage this in an in an argument that conservative Christians would uh, go for single payer? Is there some way that we can? No, because they're conservative. This is not. This is not an issue of uh, of whether it's it's not just about conservatives because there is a business. The problem is is that we started off with a with the, with this healthcare system that we that just uprooting. Um, I I have a pro, there's a problem there because we're telling a whole bunch of companies that um hey you're going to be going out of business next right because we don't we're not going to need you all the all that when we start facilitating this. I do. There is kind of an issue with that, isn't there? Yeah. Did you uh, go single pair all of a sudden? Won't there be jobs created in the single pair system, though? To absorb some of the... Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's got to be enough jobs to to cover all these people working in healthcare now. But here's the thing: is that all of a sudden a whole bunch of business owners don't have a business anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we phase it in. There's got to be a way to. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I just. But and and so I mean so kind of Obamacare. I I I'd like to think is a is a backdoor to a to a public system. But I don't. But it isn't. It, at least it hasn't. It well, doesn't. It, it, it didn't get done right. That's the main problem. Well, um, okay. If, if Congress would have taken their heads out of their asses for a moment and said, okay, let's actually look over this and make it useful and work together, they could have come up with something great. But that didn't happen. 
now they need to backtrack and work through it and fix it up. But once more, that's not going to happen. They're not willing to work together. Don't, the, don't the, try to get rid of it. Try and fix it. Well, the problem is we have a, what it's over a thousand page bill that yeah. uh, me, like like all of Congress, haven't read. Right. So yeah, so you're right. We we did we did things badly. I I I don't think that we can just implement a single payer system all of a sudden. No, but you, we can do it state by state, right? And and that's how I think it, it happens. But back to to dumbass's point originally, we wouldn't have to have this conversation if if we took healthcare out of the hands of the in the employers in the first place. And in in and Obamacare does do that, right? Because if you go get healthcare from the state or if from that from uh, from the Obamacare system. System, then it's no longer in the hands of your employer. Right. Uh, are you allowed to uh, actually uh, decline health insurance from your employer and say I'm going to go with the, these uh, insurers instead? Absolutely, you can do that. But there's but the incentive isn't there because now your employer probably isn't going to help you pay for it. Right. Because it's on your income, so there's a good chance that if you're uh, hurting, it might be cheaper. Now, uh, I, I don't know much about the system over there, but I kind of assumed that uh, they took a little bit out of your paycheck in order to pay for your health insurance. Well, it, that's up to how much the company wants to pay. My company pays for half of mine, and and you know I'm still you know getting shtuk in the tukas. Yeah. Right. So, so but, uh, I, but I assume if you didn't go with your your employer's healthcare system, that they would uh, put that money back into your paycheck. No. I don't know that that's that if that's the case because it's no, part wouldn't. of the benefits package, so probably not. Just, just uh, the half you pay would be it. The, the, the half right. they pay goes back to them. Yep. So, so yeah, we're, we're not. Being it, 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 it it does seem wrong that we're expecting the companies to pay for money that uh, isn't out of uh, your paycheck to begin with. Well, okay, but for me, that the part of, part of when I got my when when I became employed with my company was I was a certain benefits package that that benefits package was part of the offer to me, yeah. right? So the, so in a sense, if you think about it, that is money that that is that is essentially salary. It just happens to go for healthcare. Yeah. It's a piece of your compensation package. For exactly, the but I, but yeah. but it's a piece that I won't get back if I decline their healthcare. Right. Okay. Just said it. Sorry. Um, I just yeah. want to clarify. Um, so, does your employer pay for half of your total health health for your whole family, or just half of you personally? I, I think that if you don't have kids, they will they they will pay for all of your health care. But because I have a family plan, they are they are paying for half of it. That's actually pretty generous. That's extremely generous. No, I, I'm not. I'm not dogging my company. No, no, this. I know. I mean, for dumbass's benefit, I'm saying that that's not oh. that typical situation. Oh, no. I, 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 I agree uh, that that it's uh, pretty generous. Although it, it seems kind of strange that we're expecting companies to provide those kind of benefits. Um, it, it's it. I guess it doesn't seem strange to us because that's how it's always been. Yeah. Although they right. find ways around it. That um, companies will start more and more um, hiring part-time people so they don't have to give them full-time benefit. Right. right. And which is what, which is what Olive Garden threatened to do, and then went back on their word because their employees got so mad at them. So at least some, some I think it was Olive Garden worth some right. some peer pressure. There's a lot of games that get played with it. So one more. So sorry, I just have to harp on this a teeny bit more. So when we talk about companies paying for healthcare, dumbass, we're talking about companies paying for like a small percentage of the overall healthcare that their employer pays out of pocket. So it's like it's just a small percentage of the out of pocket cost. Then so it's not like the companies are covering the cost of the insurance benefits. Oh. 
All right, for, you get screwed over in a lot of the um afterwards fees. I mean, I can well, go in for a 10-minute doctor's appointment, and after my insurance has handled it, I'm still get, um, paying like 80 bucks. So we feel okay. we wow. feel lucky. We feel lucky that our that my husband's company covers him. Uh, like they pay his premium, and that's all they pay. And then any copay or whatever is deductible. All that stuff is up to us. We then pay, or they take money out of his out of his out of his paycheck to cover the cost of healthcare for me and our two children, which is a shit ton of money that they take out. In addition to that, we also pay you know high copays, just like what um, Ian mentioned that those kinds of numbers, and have a deductible. In addition to like buckets of money out of the paycheck to the company, and yes, to the insurance company, and yes, his employer covers the cost of Sven's insurance premium, but that is it. The rest See, my, yeah, my copay for a doctor visit is thirty dollars. So I, so I'm, so my plan is 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 already better than what um, than what Ian has got. Yeah, Terry, can and, I ask and, a quick view on your uh, quick question on your quantification? <laughs> is a shit done or a uh, <laughs> or a boatload the higher value? When I start thinking about uh, buying a bike <laughs> and how that. Like a couple months of what we pay for the insurance co- coverage for to the insurance companies that then haggle over every last penny of everything. Like I just had to fight for asthma medication. I had to like go through this rigmarole for this medication that my doctor prescribed because they didn't want to pay, you know, et cetera, et cetera. When I start thinking about like how I could be saving that money towards bikes, it just, it's a shit. It's like, it, it's fancy bikes and it pisses me off. <laughs> I, I think we would I, all rather be we would all rather be putting that money into hobbies other than uh, anything else self-care. retirement or uh, yeah it's kids college funds my son's in what, braces what, yeah. we're paying for that I mean you know I, yeah what I pay every month in, in insurance is insane yeah so yeah, and here's the thing that I, and, I was just saying when we added all up yeah. to our taxes we were always just completely shocked by how much it is. And once more, we get a little off track. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so anyway, sorry, sorry. let's go back. Yeah. No. Let's go back to um. So so Miller uh, responds to um, Fur- Furina. Furina. Um, and she talks about how she respects her accomplishments. After calling her the carrot top of the panel, uh, she says, "I even I even read that you studied medieval history, which I think will come in handy when you try to defend the Republican War on Women." <laughs> That's awesome. Um, she's Miller notes that every woman she knows was furious about the Hobby Lobby decision. Um, that this is just that this is not a, a war on against women. This is a war against science. So she okay. So she says this is not just a war on women. It's a war on against science. Carly, the radio host explains, and the, and uh, Carly uh, Fiorina's response was, "Oh, for heaven's sakes!" She gasps. Well, then she goes on to Furina goes on to say, "Your arguments are so counterfactual." Well, that's not counterfactual. Isn't what she doesn't mean what she thinks it means. I mean that that was well because let's see, religious people say people believe certain drugs cause abortions. Doctors and scientists say they do not. Miller continues, "They prevent abortions." I have friends who need it for um, endometriosis. Endometriosis. Okay. How do you say you're for a small government and get government involved in those personal decisions between a, a woman and her doctor? That's an excellent question. It is an excellent question. the The article I think makes it makes Furina sound maybe worse than um, than it was. She uh, it goes, "I this is crazy." Furina stutters, kind of like I stutter when I'm trying to read something. 
your arguments are so counterfactual. And that's the thing is that she says that after she's just told her that scientists and doctors say that these are the facts, right? And and okay, so she's not providing you know a, a mound of evidence at that point, but that that's pretty interesting that she's claiming that that is counterfactual. She says twenty forms of birth control are mandatory or mandated. I, twenty does not seem like a lot to me. No. And they say, by the way, not by Obamacare. They are mandated by the H. HS bureaucrats who go into the basement and write regulations after Obamaca- Obamacare passed. And that's what I was they, talking about. Uh, is that yeah, she, I, I think she's he's right there. They shouldn't be going into the basement. They should They should be going to somewhere above floor level. Uh, it's just, you know, basements are dark and dank. It's go go some go go into the cellar or so, somewhere in a, on a high floor in a in a building. It's, the the uh, nice thing about going into a basement is that a lot of this stuff is in DC, so that's at sea level, so it's easier to flood. <laughs> anyway, nope. as I was about as I was about to say, it, it's kind of interesting that she's avoiding demonizing Obama. Also, instead, she's po- she's pointing the finger at a, uh, a a mysterious government agency instead. She's basically giving well, you somebody that somebody that you can hate without uh, having having anything any personal reason to do so. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about the HHS, but here's the thing: is that I mean, somebody has to come up with the criteria. We passed Obamacare, and then there has to be a governing body that decides on the criteria. So I'm not sure that I have a real problem with this. I mean, because she, it has she's to be, saying that they're making these decisions without any professional. Input and if that's the case, then I would be on her side about that. But somehow well, I, I doubt I that know. she. That I, somehow I doubt that she's accurate about that. Yeah, I, well, what is the HHS? Health and Human Services. Okay, and and are these people without some expertise in in this? I, it's probably I don't know. Not. It's probably medical. They're the U.S. <laughs> so it's the U.S. Doctors. State Department of Health and Human Services. I mean, I, I doubt that. that well, I mean. <clears throat> I guess it's possible that people that aren't, you know, medical professionals have been appointed to this and are making decisions, but uh, I, I hope that's not the case. If that is the case, you know, we can blame Barack Obama for his appointments to HHS or their hiring or whatever, I guess. I don't know how they do things. We can blame Barack Obama for everything. Apparently. That, that does seem to I be told a, her. Thanks, uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think that uh, yeah, I, I that part I guess I, I don't know what to make of. So she goes on to say, "This is at this this already opened the floodgates." Miller concludes. Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg was absolutely right, and so she wrote a um, uh, she wrote the uh, one of the rebuttals. Yeah, yeah, one of the dissents, right? Yep. Yeah, which I haven't read. Furina says, "Well, she was just being political." Well, maybe. I mean, but that's kind of what she uh, and all the other women on the Supreme too. Court. Yeah, they were all being political here. So I thought the video was good. Um, I, I thought that uh, I thought that Miller made some excellent points. Um, but it, but it is funny that she she states what doctors and scientists say, and and Fiorina says, well, those are counterfactual. It's like, wait a second. I mean, th- that is the fact. It prevents implantation. It prevents abortion. Prevents right, the need for abortion. But if you're of the mindset that um, the instant that the sperm penetrates the egg, it's a baby, then I like you should be against all forms of contraception. Then or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I well, guess, but you see, know, that's it's, the, it's that's the overall game. Yeah, this is the wedge issue, right? Right, I guess, and that—that's when. Well, I guess we can go back. You know, they go back to um, they when they they wanted to find personhood as you know the moment of conception, and it's not. It's not a person. It's a blob of cells. 
It's not even. It's not a person I mean, it's until it that. moves out and gets a job. Doesn't even have <laughs> as much agency as a corporation. Exactly. Exactly. And those are people, as we know. Did you know women prefer Old Spice for their men one bajillion times more than lady-scented body washes? Did you know that I'm riding this horse backwards? Yeah. Let's talk about real men. We've already kind of been talking to real men. We know real men support uh, opposed marriage equality. I've got wonderful things on here like real men love Jesus because we don't see that bumper sticker enough now, do we? Real men may love Jesus, but he doesn't put out on the first date. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I love Jesus. Follow him on Twitter. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> I've got ten. Oh no, let's start with let, let's just start with the ten things real men don't do. Oh no, fifty things. Fifty, 50 things. things. There's fifty. It's a lot of stuff there's, to not do. There's a lot of stuff to not do if you want to be a real man. And she's and and the person who wrote this article says that she doesn't necessarily agree with all of them. She collected them. You know, and she collected them from a pretty wide group of people because some of these are yeah. are very clearly kind of contradictory to other views. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, I'll admit, I've said no to my wife. I have also painted my fingernails. Um, I would totally order a drink that comes with paper umbrella. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love paper umbrella drinks. I, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, never say no. You should never say no to your wives, I guess. It's, but I've done it. No, and you shouldn't. Real healthy. men don't pierce their ears. Both real men do shave their legs. As a cyclist, I can attest to this. Really shave their but legs. But I thought, I thought real men were supposed to be king of the castle, and their word was law. Right. Oh, that was last week, right? Yeah. Oh, here's the here's the other thing. This this is great because I have a great story for this. Real men don't wear pink unless it's a ribbon for breast cancer awareness. So my kids, and, and they were out with with out, out with uh with my wife, and they saw a pair of the, their black and pink socks. One of them's polka dotted, one of them got some other pink, and they bought them for me because they didn't think I would wear them. So you know what I did? I wow. found a pink shirt to go with them. <laughs> you just lost a man card. Uh, apparently, it's a dress shirt. It's a button down. It's a very you nice shirt. Drive I over really here and give it. me that man card, Brian. <laughs> no, 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 I okay, can't so do that. Uh, some of these are, kind of, are things that I kind of agree with, but other ones are just like, why are you trying to box men into, you know? The, well, this? I think the like wearing pink is is that kind of a thing. Boxing men is something, and the other thing is a real man would come and get that card from me. <laughs> I'm confused by. Number I mean, 20. I agree. I mean, a real real men. I, I, I'm not sure I would even want to apply apply real men to this. Real, you know, people, you know, just uh, good people don't sexually, mentally, or physically abuse women or children. Well, exactly. uh, not even women or children, anybody. Anybody, yeah. Sure. Real men sing along with Justin Bieber. Yeah, they don't, apparently, yeah. But if you like Justin Bieber, go ahead, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Real right? men don't bathe in cologne. No LOL. Bathe in cologne. Real men don't use LOL, LMAO, or ROLFMAO. I don't use them because I think they're silly and pointless, but... I don't use them because I can never remember them when I need them. Except for LOL. Always use LOL. Nope, don't use it. Lots of uh, here's a nice one. They don't, real men don't gossip like a woman or about women. women. So apparently they're, they're, there's that uh, gender stereotype that women are big gossips. Right. Of course, yeah. Number 50 on the list. Yeah, number 50 sums it all up, though. Real men yeah. don't need a list to tell them that they are a real man. No kidding. But here's the thing is that this kind of, I mean, th this this list is pretty broad, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it looks more like just done for humor. 
It, it, yeah. I think so too. But I, I liked it because it it kind of hits all the points. I I get real tired of the. Uh, I mean, when I the image that of a real man that I see, you know, I mean, they, they you know they they drive pickup trucks. They yeah. You know they're 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 they like you know, sports. They like sports. They. I, mean, you know, I can't they, stand to watch sports on TV at all. It's boring. Right. I don't get it. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> so stay here. Those are the stereotypes that that I see of a real man, and you know what? I don't I don't fit any of them. Yeah. None. Don't have a pickup truck. I do I do drive an SUV, so maybe I'm okay. Um, but I'm certainly not built, you know, big and stocky and strong, and um, I, I I'm I'm not the person who's who's going to you know um, you know if 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 somebody's being threatened, I'm not the one that's going to threaten back threaten somebody back with physical violence. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to defend my woman that way. Be, you know, because I don't want to get beat up. Well, you don't want to threaten physical violence. That's telegraphic. You just do it. You just do it. There's yeah. my problem. You just do it. I'm looking at the 50 things real women don't do. Apparently, uh, real women don't have hot flashes. They have power surges. <laughs> Brian, you put them down hard and fast with something sharp. Did you just take a menopause joke, dumbass? <laughs> he was quoting the list of 50 things women don't do. But before we do that, before we move on, can I ask a logistical question about this list of 50 things men don't do? Uh, number 24 has me confused. I thought men who wore kilts always went commando. Is that not true? The one time I, just... I wore a kilt, I didn't go commando. Of course, it was at a family wedding, so that would have been a bit weird. Wait, wait. Unless it's a kilt. Never go commando. Real men never wear skirts unless it's a kilt. And oh, and never. And never ever go. I thought they always and ever went commando. Was, there's, there's, there's some that debate the about that. There is some debate about that. Is it Mac? Is it you that has the picture of the guy at the pill uh, kilt kneeling yes, down for do. the picture? <laughs> I've got that. I've got that picture somewhere. He's leaning down. Um, he is showing below the kilt. And commander. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, he's let he's, it all hang out. He's swinging. He's swinging free with the kilt. He was going commando. Excellent. So it varies, you say. <laughs> kilt wears. It, it varies. It, it's a, it's kind of like like men's penis size varies as well as to whether or not the the man is wearing underwear. I think there's a correlation. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for the clarification. I get so tired of this crap, of what a real man is supposed to be. Well, it, it's like it's really boxing people into uh, a certain, like, gender role when, you know, I, I think people uh, should have uh, the ability to explore the way they want to act in certain ways and ways. Like, a lot of these things uh, aren't things that are very important, you know, real the things that real men are supposed to be about it's stuff that i think uh, should be more up to the individual let let people's individuality you know show, show through right i i think that the whole idea that there is a real man uh, or a real woman is is insulting oh yeah that's the do thing you think it's, it's, it's an idea that doesn't work it, it kills individualism do you think it's generational too do you think that there's more room today than there was maybe in our parents generation yes. to have I mean, yeah, yes. the, the thing that uh, that we need to acknowledge here is that most of human history, like uh, the, today's individual individualism is, is a very new thing. And uh, our ideas of individual morality and how society should uh, uh, be about cons morality should, should cater to concerns of the individual. It's something that traditionally hasn't been the biggest thing. Traditionally, it's been the concerns of society as a whole that people 
want to cater to in the moral way. So we're we're kind of de- um, fighting against a lot of human history. Yeah. Do do gay rights? Um, do, does that at all um, fuel some of this? You know, the idea that a gay man can't be a real man. Well, but there's also the feminism. If you look at most of this stuff, in fact, the next thing we're going to talk about this um, Return of Kings um, is extremely anti-feminist. The, um, sure. The, the people that really push this manly men thing, one of the things that almost always seems to pop up is the, the um, role reversals between men and women. You know, the, the woman being the um, pr- provider and the man staying at home, stuff like that. That's just horrible to them. You know, real men don't do that. And yeah, see- that, but that's the other thing is that so I mean I, I guess that where the point I want to get to here is that, well, like re- earlier we said uh, I said George George Takei is a real man right but he's right. gay right right under, under a lot of people's definitions that that couldn't that can't be right because uh, you've got to prefer taco to sausage yeah but well, when, I, what about trans men are they real men well and that, here's an interesting point is because this right now is in Texas legislature right where where there are people that have had sex change sex changes in um that are that there is a discussion of whether or not they are actually men or not and how and how legally they're they're going to be defined and that we have we, it goes back to issues with healthcare where if you are a um a a, a, a trans male and now a woman you may need a procedure that that a healthcare won't cover for a woman. They'll only cover for a man. Um, there is, a, and I forget which podcast I was listening to where they were talking about a situa- um, situation where a a woman had to change her her pro- tell her provider she was a male to get a certain to get coverage for a particular. It might have been a prostate or something. Hmm. Um, you know, because if you think about it, a, a woman doesn't have a prostate. Well, they they do. I it's just in another location. The prostate exam. What's that? I still support a woman's right to get a prostate exam. Well, okay, but if but if it but if a, a prostate exam is not covered for a woman, then your insurance won't cover that exam. And this is a whole different can of worms. I realize. Oh yeah. It's interesting to think about though what um, women who've transitioned to men, what sorts of behaviors and attitudes they might have to adopt in order to pass. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, yeah, another discussion. But so I mean, so there are legal things that uh, that 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 get kind of kind of fuzzy with with that, and and, and of course Texas is the way in discrimination. So I'm going to talk as about Return of the King. Okay, now. I, I was, I was just going to say as, as I sit here talking from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Return of the King's website I ran across, which to me is the epitome of these men that sit back and say we know what real men are, and the site seems dedicated to promoting that idea. So I'm going to – I went to the about page, and that's what I actually linked to because the about page to me says it all. Yes, that, it, was, it was fantastic. I'm going to read through the Return of Kings community beliefs because this is okay. – Awesome. All right, so number one, men and women are genetically different, both physically and mentally. Sex roles evolved in all mammals. Humans are not exempt. You want me to make commentary after you're done? <laughs> Let, let's finish the whole list and okay. then All right. go back. All right, number two, and this is the one that I'm definitely going to go off on with them, but like I said, we'll finish the list and go back. Okay, number finish two, the list. Women are slut if they sleep around, but men are not. This Yeehaw. fact is due to the biological differences between men and women. Number three, well, men, will opt- that scientifically. <laughs> men will opt out of monogamy and reproduction if there's no incentives to engage in them. 
Number four, past traditions and rituals that evolved alongside humanity served a net benefit to the family unit. Yeah, unit. Sorry. Number five, testosterone is a biological cause for masculinity. Environmental teens <laughs> that reduce the hormones concentration in men will cause them to be weaker and more feminine. Well, I think there's actually some backup on that one. Number six, a woman's value is mainly determined by her fertility and beauty. A man's value is mainly determined by his resources, intellect, and character. Number seven, elimination of traditional gender roles and the promotion of unlimited mating choices in women unleashes their promiscuity and other negative behaviors that block family formation. Number eight, socialism, feminism, and cultural Marxism causes societies to decline because they destroy the family unit decrease fertility rates, and require large entitlements to impoverish the state. I, I like how your voice cracked when you said feminism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm you know, going through puberty. I can't help it. <laughs> this, uh, this list you just read, I recently watched a cartoon series on Hulu called Axe Cop, which was basically uh, written by a five-year-old, yeah. but... But they acted did a cartoon out. of it? That doesn't surprise me. I've, I've they read did some make of the a cartoon comments. of it. Um, one of the uh, views espoused in the cartoon is that girls are on the dumbest. <laughs> it's written by a five-year-old, so there's yeah, certain... it's, it's Although he by should be about eight now. But I listened to this, and all I could think of was was Nick Offerman's voice as Axe Cop reading this list <laughs> and thinking, huh, this list may have been written by a five-year-old too. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the first one, men and women are genetically different, right, both physically and mentally. Well, okay, no, but here's the problem is that we know we, – we, we've talked about this so much with the intersex stuff that, that even gender is, is more – what is is fluid, right? Yeah. So it, so there is – there's a lot of ambiguity there and a lot of greatness as to, as to men and women as far right. as genetic differences. That, that there, there is you know what? Any two, men, any two men are genetically different. True. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yes. So, uh, well, but saying that they're genetically different isn't really saying they're identical twins. Right. No, that, that, that's a simple one that I kind of like. Okay, whatever. You know, trying to justify being anti-gay. And it's the only one that really deals with homosexuality. All the others are more, you know, try, basically to me putting women down almost. Right. The okay. One, number, six one, so, is, but, number six is pretty awful. Yeah, okay, but the first one basically, I mean, they they want to have a dichotomy. They want a black and white. Men have a yeah. penis. Women have a vagina. Yes, but that the second one's the one to me that is okay. The second one's saying that women are sluts if they sleep around. But if you look through their website, they have a whole um section dedicated to the game, and the game is to see how many women you can sleep with. Well, so, that's because men are not sluts if they sleep around. Right, but they're ready to slut shame. I mean, so much of this is slut shaming. And yet they're saying, we'll go out and actually promote them becoming slut, but then shame them afterwards. And it's like, wait, if you're going to slut shame, shouldn't you be not trying to um, help them become slut? Isn't there you know, a contradiction there? Well, there's but a huge it, contradiction there because the problem is, is that if they want to sleep around like that, they need to find women that are willing to sleep around too. And to shame them and to call them sluts is, is counter to their objective. Yeah. It's so and, weird telling us we can't. We're not supposed to sleep with them, but then trying to get us to sleep with them. Right. At the exact point of this website, I'm still like, very confusing. Women, please stop sleeping with these guys. They have no respect for you. If you know, first question you should ask if I pick you up at the bar: Are you a member of Return of the Kings? And if they say yes, say okay. Guess what? You're going to slut me? Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Uh, the women, the guy who started this. The the guy who started this or this um, Return of the Kings is one of these pickup artists. 
they clearly don't hold women for any real value. I mean, you, you will read this, you, you can even breeze through the articles and see this over and over again, where they, they don't, I mean, they've even said that women, intellect and character are only important in a man. They don't matter in a woman. And it's like, wait a moment. So you're saying you have no respect whatsoever for women. They are just physically there. And the, you know, it goes back to the, the, the value being the fertility, their belonging. That's exactly what they're saying. And so once a woman's been used, she's used up. We have, we'll use her ourselves, but we're not about to keep her around because why would you want a used up woman? Why would you want to re-choose somebody else's gun? Well, they'll, they'll get to it, but they won't keep it afterwards is what the site seems to be dedicated to. It seems to me like the, these pickup artists have this idea that that women women have an obligation to put out, but yet that then they want to call them sluts too. It's 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 I just it's ridiculous. It's so yeah. strange. And to me, that you know, this is like the pinnacle of what the manly men idea is, and this is what it all comes down to, and this is one reason why it's rather insulting. You know that this uh, you can guarantee Ross V believes himself to be a real man. He, the yeah. Real men are going to act like him and have um, what I consider extremely questionable values. Yeah, I, and we oh. talked about earlier the rating system. I, um, dumbass was talking about that. This site yep. is full of it. You look the articles. They talk. Well, you know, sometimes uh, I, I, there was one on the one that actually brought me to the site was one on the Geek Girl, and it it talks about them. Well, here are the you know there's a bunch of seven and eights that are really the eights and nines and tens of um the geek world. And it's like, it goes on and it actually judges women and puts them in categories and breaks them down to this belongs here, this belongs here. And it's like, no, they're women. They have so much more than categories and numbers to them. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know about you guys. I mean, like, I, I feel kind of like an alien because I see this kind of thing on television shows or whatever all the time that, like, a, a good-looking girl walks in and the guys will turn and they'll be like, oh, wow, look at her. And I've I've never had that experience. I, I see a woman, I find her attractive, I'll look at her a bit. But, you know, like I said, no two women who I find attractive are huge gulfs apart to me. So, I, and I feel... Yeah. Do, do you guys feel the same way or is it, or am I an alien for thinking that way? No, I, 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 I don't connect with any of this stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But of I course mean, I followed this up with an article I f found at the same time telling people to quit giving sites like this attention. Yeah. Is it the Slate article? Oh no. Uh, um, Jezebel. Jezebel. Yeah. The, the thing on Jezebel, the guy is really. Well, wow. the person de definitely read more of the site than I did and goes through and looks at some of the individual stuff that is said, you know, gives the reason why this is bullshit. Five reasons to date a girl with an eating disorder. Apparently, these are all actual articles on Return of the King. So five well, reasons I believe it. They had an article about uh, promoting female cir circumcision. Yes, because of um, <laughs> uh, throat cancer in men. Yes. You have fat shaming week, saying that there should be a week to fat shame women. To, so that these guys just be trolls. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. I mean, maybe. I mean, it certainly the the Jezebel article just calls him. He he, yeah. he thinks they're trolls. <laughs> he could be right. But, but the thing is, you can't deny that this is a real body of people out there that believe in this crap. I think that if somebody is trolling something, that somewhere deep in their heart they do believe. Yeah, it's probably true. Could be. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just a lack of of free. Maybe you know they just can't help themselves. Well, I've heard that there are some people who just like to put out contrary ideas and stuff just to just to see people get upset. Yeah, sir. I, I think that that happens a lot. That's, I wondered about that um, when we uh, two episodes ago when we were talking about that the guy he liked insecure women. Yeah, I mean yeah. that yeah. looks like a, a a big satire. You know, you're right. It's uh, 
it, it's one of those things that you can't really be sure about. I guess it, it is best to take these guys at face value. I, I think you kind of have to, don't you? Yeah. And I don't know, it feels to me that that's one that we definitely have to look and say these guys, you know, are real. That you don't invest that much time and energy into just a simple trolling. I was okay. just yeah. gonna say that's if, a lot of effort. Yeah, I got a question here. If I come to one of you on first meeting and I say, you know, hey, I, I really believe X, Y, Z about women, and that's the first and only thing I've ever said to you. What do you know about me? X, Y, Z. You believe X, Y, Z about women. Okay, so if that's all we know about these people, and that's all they put up on the net, then as far as I'm concerned, they are what they say they are. Sure, and and and, and I'm and not going to make that, any excuses yeah. for. Them. No, I think that's fine too. I think that I think that though there is so much stuff on the internet that is exactly trolling, and and is that kind of stuff that it's reasonable to step back and say, you know, is this is this real? Is it legitimate, or is it just somebody having a laugh? Okay. Well, then I know about them that maybe they're a troll and still don't have much time or patience for them. Right. Even if they're having a laugh, it's complete bullshit, you know, to just oh. – Sure. There is there is a way to do satire and the way to not to do satire. And this, this thing we're talking about here, if you're going to do it as satire, then you let people know that it's satire by, you know, putting in clues that indicate that – it is actually satire. <laughs> well, even then, even as satire, I might personally find it offensive. This stuff is yeah. right. It's right. not funny, and it's not presented funny. No. It might be if you're eight. I think satire isn't necessarily meant to be funny. It's parody that's more and more supposed to be funny, right? So mm, satire yes. should be funny satire. too. Satire should at least be amusing and engaging. And not horrifying. Not as horrifying, maybe as this stuff yeah. is. Yeah, this stuff makes my skin crawl. Not funny. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about this article? No. I think that we're going to wrap it up there. Okay. Yes, yeah. I think that sounds great. If Rushvi right. if if looks like Cosmo Kramer when he's groomed, then I don't think he's getting laid as often as he thinks he is. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I've got to say. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. everybody. Goodnight. That's another one in the can. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.